0: Stargazers, and welcome to Seventh House Astrology, where I take anything that is astrological or anything related to the topics of romance, and I investigate under the lens of Sinistry astrology, otherwise known as love or relationship astrology. I am your host, Sandra Misak, and I'm so glad that you guys have joined me today, this day before Halloween, or um, depending on your faith. Uh, Also, Samhain is also tomorrow as well. So happy Halloween or happy Samhain. Hope that everybody is well and also being safe as well. So as of the 24th of October, so this last Monday, the sun had shifted from fair-minded Libra into Scorpio. So you know what that means it is Scorpio season, and that is today's topic. Uh, today's topic is just Scorpio season and what the relationships are going to look like with this sun shifting um, into the into another sign. So um, as I get into Scorpio season, um, I have to just say, Stargazers, this is one of those seasons... I know I've mentioned this on previous podcasts. I've mentioned this with Virgo season and Leo season that if there's a particular season that doesn't agree with you, kind of hang in there. Maybe there's a quality um, that you're not really well developed in and the season is kind of helping you to learn from that or to kind of learn how to deal with that. Well, for Scorpio season, that's the case with yours truly. And it could just be because I'm a Leo and Leo and Scorpio were kind of like polar opposites. Um, but I can tell you some of my personal experiences thus far with Scorpio is that I think the one biggest challenge for me this season is to take the Scorpionic, uh, energy of looking deep inside of things. And turning that to where we look deep inside ourselves. And I know this season really forces us and prompts us to look deep inside ourselves. Um, I know for me that is hard because a lot of the time it's fessing up to a lot of the stuff that I've been shoving under the rug in the last couple of months and really kind of learning from that experience. Uh, So this really brilliantly leads into how my week has gone direct and how my week has gone retrograde. So uh, while experiencing, I'm already experiencing looking deep within at this time. Uh, This last Tuesday in my day job, my boss had come up to me for like the 50th time to ask if he could speak with me. And this has been going on every Tuesday for the last month. So I go to his desk thinking, okay, how am I I in trouble? Did I do this? Did I do that? What did I do here? What did I do there? And I think I remember thinking to myself, okay, remain calm, remain logical. Let's just see what's going on. And well, it turned out he wanted to transfer me out of the department. He wanted to transfer me out of my current department into customer service in a customer service position. And he was making it sound like it was a big promotion. However, when thinking about it for a day, I actually found out that I was deceived or this guy was trying to con me into thinking that this was a better position when really it isn't. I've been in customer service positions and in each and every single one, People tend to just either look at me or they hear me once and then they start to argue with whatever I have to tell them. I don't know whether that is of my personality per se, whether that is the circumstances, but it, I have to just say, I have had so many jo- uh, days that have been killed with the, you know, my joy of that day has been sucked dry. I've had so many days where I've not had to, I've, I couldn't recuperate from that. <clears throat> And then furthermore, as if that wasn't enough, I mean, I felt very fake in these positions because being an introverted person, I felt like I had to really, really like kind of play up or kind of play a game or kind of play a part, so to speak, in being the extroverted person that I'm not. And, um, you know, in considering these factors, I rescinded my agreement to be transferred that's caused a huge amount of drama. So um, obviously, this is how my week has gone retrograde. Unfor- well, actually, fortunately, um, with this situation, it's caused for me. So how it's gone direct for me with this week is that it's actually caused for me to revamp how I've been seeing the company. And um the way and also how the company's dynamics have been working with me. That's also including my boss, who, by the way, is a very typical Leo. I mean, he's more of a drama queen than all female Leo Leos put together. And his brother is also the same. And I've had to deal with their drama the last month. So because of their unprofessionalism and because of their drama, I've had to come to the conclusion of, you know, I've had to come actually to this question of, you know, is this company serving my psycho emotional needs as well as my physical needs? Are they also being as loyal as I am being loyal to them? And the answer has been no. So because the answer has been no, I've actually have, I think it was since Thursday, I've been striving to take back control over my own life at this point. And let's just say, um, just in case, I'm actually researching into different positions at this time. Um, I'm taking this embodied, emboldened self and um, researching into different positions and also just uh, checking and like really um, slowly working from the ground up to see uh, what else is out there, what other opportunities are out there for me at this period of time. Now, even though this is very disturbing for me, um, I really have liked working for the company that I have. And I have hoped that I could stay in the same department and in this company for a long time. Unfortunately, the way that my boss is behaving, and it's in a very, I'm sorry, my boss behaving rather oddly. It just seems like he is not very loyal to me. He is not very excited for me to be in his department, and therefore, I'm afraid I'm going to have to move on. And um, I will definitely keep you updated. Maybe this is like a phase in Scorpio season. Maybe this is just a little blip or a little phase that my uh, boss goes through pretty periodically, like a mood he goes through pretty periodically, I am not sure. Um, I will definitely keep you updated uh, when it comes to any sort of new results on the horizon. But as of such with Scorpio season, what my revelation brought to me, there's a lot of similar revelations, like deep revelations that everybody comes up to. Um, That's because this season is all about, you know, digging up our inner hydras and putting them into light. And I think, um, you know, for me, uh, recognizing that I'm not really valued in the company that I'm in, that's where this Hydra became a jewel and kind of emancipated me in a way and freed me from all the stress that led to situational oppression and all the other senses of drama that have been placed into my life because my boss is being a drama queen. So... um However, like I said, with everybody, it's very different and also in different years and um, with different Scorpio seasons, it can be very different. So definitely um, that's something that we'll be looking, that we'll be looking out for in the horizon at this time. Uh, this bleeds really nicely into uh, Scorpio's other archetype and main archetypal energy, which is that of getting into the truth. And actually, when it comes down to relationships, um, one way in which I find this is um, usually when it comes to established couples, one person usually at this time of the year usually takes the initiative and starts to ask their partner what they're thinking every two seconds I know I've had this in this situation also play out in Scorpio seasons of the past with boyfriends. Um, one particular boyfriend would actually start uh, probing into, you know, like if I'd look away from him, it was, what, what does that mean? Oh, what, what are you thinking? Oh, oh, what, what is, what does that smile mean? Or what is, what does that bodily gesture mean? Or what is, what does that gesture mean? And, Um, I just have to say that if that is indeed the case with um, what is going on with relationships right now, I do have to say the what are you thinking uh, syndrome is actually an unhealthy version of getting to the truth in the relationship. Uh, For those who are doing it, I, I know a lot of guys think it's very sexy to probe into a woman's mind or a lot of guys think it's really sexy to just start probing into their significant other's minds and asking them what they're thinking every two seconds. Um, It is not sexy. It's actually rather obnoxious and uh, it's rather controlling Um, beyond being obnoxious and controlling. uh, Basically you basically are establishing a lack of trust in your partner and controlling in the regard of, you know, do you know your thoughts every two seconds? So why do you expect your partner to know their thoughts every two seconds? And what right do you have going you know, wanting to spill out their mind every two seconds? So, um, I mean, definitely if you're doing it, curb it. Um, second thing, if you're part of the, um, person who's being probed incessantly, first off, I know how you feel. But secondly, maybe um, the relationship for both partners needs to take a turn where you guys are focusing on maybe this guy's manifesting a sense of insecurity, or maybe this person is manifesting a sense of insecurity. And maybe this is a good time in order to get to the truth, to get to the bottom of that insecurity and make sure that that's fixed in the relationship so I can move forward smoothly. Um, and also harmoniously where both needs are being met also for the partner who feels like they're being probed every two seconds, Scorpio is also that season to establish boundaries. So do not be afraid to say that person. I'm really annoyed at the fact that you just, you keep asking me what I'm thinking every two seconds. I don't need to give you a report. If there's something that's, that's important, I'll let you know. Or, you know, something that's nicer along those lines. It's like, you know, establish, drawing the line in the sand of enough. Stop doing that. <laughs> um, I think that that's going to be very important during the Scorpio season. But I think a lot of relationships are going to come down to truthfulness. The reason for why is that, um, you know, where we start off with Leo, Leo can be very superficial or Leo season within the relationships there. The relationships can start off as being very superficial because Leo's all about inviting everybody to the party and really inviting everybody to to the fore. However, um, as we move deeper into each season, we're maturing a little bit more. And relationships at this point are no, I mean, our human evolution in the chart is that we're maturing more as we're moving into each sign. Um, and, you know, to eventually where we're at our most mature in Pisces. And then we start over again and our most, use, most youthful selves in Aries. But Scorpio is no different in the regard that um, really when it comes to relationships, we're getting into deeper territories. I think Libra um, started this deeper territory in establishing uh, compromise and establishing balance um, in relationships. With Scorpio, the seeking for truth is getting into being a little more choosy about our partners and our friends and who we're allowing into our, our circle, really, or not being as open as we were in Leo season. But the reason for why we're not being as open is to establish a sense of intimacy or a sense of closeness. Um, again, with Scorpio season, uh, we come down to kind of like with Libra season. Can I get drunk, or can I relay a particular fear, or relay what's bothering me in my life, and have you as my friend, or you as my spouse, or you as my boyfriend or my girlfriend or significant other? Um, can I can I rely on you to not accuse me of being an alcoholic, or can I rely on you? to maybe give me some wisdom or could I rely on you to maybe just give me a sympathetic ear to listen to. These are huge um, themes that we're coming into with Scorpio season and getting down to the truth of the relationship. um, You know, whether it's, there's underlying insecurities. Um, I think even in friendship groups, whether there's underlying stuff and underlying baggage that's been happening within the friendship group, this is the season to get to the bottom of it and not only get get to the root of it and call it out, but also transform it. Um, Really like again, with the Hydra, you know, the Herculean myth of the, you know, the Hydra with, with his battle with the Hydra in order to transform this horrible, very, um, you know, kind of terrifying monster into a jewel Is really kind of a significant theme that's going to be playing out in relationships this year, you know, taking our hydras and making them jewels, the jewels being what we can do to improve those relationships and the snags, you know, such as insecurity or not feeling like that you're being loved enough and how to really handle that realistically, how to really get to the bottom of that realistically as well. And, um, try to, you know, move it forward as well. I'd mentioned transformation and I'm loving how these notes are moving very smoothly in my podcast tonight. I just, I love it when that happens, but um, transformation is another key buzzword uh, for Scorpio season. Um, transformation again, as I mentioned, the hydros turning into jewels, but a lot of times with Scorpios, they like to not only probe inside themselves, but they like to transform whatever they don't like inside themselves into jewels and they kind of wonder why everybody in the the signs why all the other signs of the zodiac don't do the same thing um, but transformation is also very key transformative relationships are going to be very key this season. Uh, with transformation, I would say intimacy, you know, we're establishing intimacy. Um, we're not only transforming our vices into virtues in the relationship, but um, really just trying to transform how we see things in relationships, but also go through eighth house themes, which actually Scorpio rules eighth house. So going through eighth house themes of also kind of experiencing a personal transformation while we're in the relationship at hand as well. Um, I did mention intimacy. That's also so intimacy I think also comes into the place of the eighth house. And really again with Scorpio season, it's really deepening that relationship with sex and with intimacy. Um, It's not just really using sex just to have a good time, as we saw with Leo season. Um, We're really using sex at this time to really deepen and really um, kind of transform our relationship to where we can really um, be with each other. I think the intimacy with Scorpio is as such, um, you know, many Scorpios, they secretly desire um, in relationships that they can come to a point in the relationship to where not only their partners are revealing their true souls and burying their souls while they have pillow talk, but also that Scorpios themselves can come to a point of trust with their partner to where they can bear their souls as well. Now, of course, it's not going to come all spilling out when they trust you. It's going to come little bits at a time, but again, still spilling out the soul and really coming to that, that really deep shift in the relationship. I think that Scorpio season is no different. Um, we're looking to become more closer to our partners, closer romantically, and also, um, just a little more, like I said, just a little more intimate. I think with dating, um, if you're single, being more selective with your, um, who you swipe right on as opposed to who you swipe left on. Um, or, um, if you're not into online dating, Um, Like who you choose to be in your life with. Um, This is the season where it's like, you know, um, relationships kind of take a big sort of sense of finality um, or they kind of take a sense of seriousness. And uh, it's not as playful and as youthful or flirtatious as it was during, say, Leo season as well. But it's a it's been it's a huge shift um, from that time. Scorpio, as we know, is also the sign that is synonymous with mystery, just as much as Leo is synonymous with drama. Uh, Yeah, Scorpio is synonymous with mystery. Um, So that will uh, definitely play out in the relationship in the regard of, you know, um, how much information is too much to reveal. And, you know, there's obviously, I feel like there's unhealthy mystery and then there's healthy mystery, Um, within relationships and kind of finding that fine balance. But I find the unhealthy mystery is what we usually associate Scorpio with being, which is like, well, I have all these wonderful thoughts and I have all these wonderful character traits, but I'm not going to reveal a single thing about myself. I want you to guess. Or I want you to, I want to keep you on your toes and keep you wondering and keep you, keep you in the enigma that is me. Now, like I said, uh, unfortunately, what's unhealthy about the, you know, kind of keeping the enigma that is me is that it seems after a while, it seems dishonest in the relationship and that it kind of kills interest. The healthier version of mystery would be say that you're on a date and say, like, you are um, a Wiccan or you're Pagan and, you know, you're very proud of it. But, um, you know, maybe not revealing that like on the first date, maybe like siphoning through what else you are and siphoning through like what would be very good to reveal for the relationship. Like what might be um, other tidbits for you to reveal in the relationship, Also doing things like if you're prone to texting your significant other incessantly to no end, um, you know, or prone to being obsessive over your significant other or the person with whom you're dating, actually establishing like hobbies or different goals that you can kind of focus on and having like deeper things that you can focus on in your own personal life. And really, again, kind of revisiting like first house issues, balancing your own life and your own self with that of the relationship. So I feel like that the sense of mystery and how much to reveal, especially for those of you who are dating, um, you know, the, the sense of what to reveal as opposed to what to kind of keep close to the chest, what kind of keep secret, I think is also going to play out during the season as well and become another great theme. And also because Scorpio does, uh, rule, um, is ruled by both Mars, which is lovely in retrograde. I don't know about you, but I've, I've been having quite the hardest time dealing with Mars retrograde and we're just in day one. But, uh, yeah, it's ruled by, you know, Scorpio is not only ruled by Mars, but also by Pluto. Hence the probing deeper, uh, Pluto ruling the probing deeper getting into mystery, probing into the truths, into our hydras, I feel with Mars' influence, um, while we're kind of eliciting a sense of mystery, a healthy mystery, while we're kind of getting into the truth a little bit more, we're getting more into intimacy, we're also seeing people being far more upfront and maybe a little bit brash. Um, I've kind of noticed this with my walks where people aren't really saying hello and how are you as much as they're kind of getting my attention by invading my space or they're getting other people's attention by invading their space. And um, I kind of feel like in the dating scene and with the relationship scene, it's going to be a lot of, Hey, let me say something very flagrant or really, very um like a bomb in the relation let me just drop a bomb in the relationship let me just like you know break the ice by starting off with a really controversial topic and see how you react or you know just also just starting off with like either invading space and hoping that people will um kind of get to know you i feel that with this bold and brash sort of side it's giving us more uh courage however i feel that it still is beneficial to say, hello, how are you? Um, however, if you do want to break the ice a little bit, um, instead of like picking a very controversial topic to talk about, how about just pick up a a copy of Time Magazine or pick up, um, another publication, a trusted publication, and maybe, um, read something that's you know time magazine i think is the best because they have a million interesting articles like um this last season or for you know halloween um they came out with like you know the 10 best uh, witch movies that are on um that, that are just you know out on dvd or streaming um to kind of take a look at and i think that was in in you of hocus pocus but um it was, again, very fascinating and, again, it can elicit a, a great topic of conversation um, and also give, like, a cinema sort of, a, you know, cinematic sort of conversation because some of the movies that are recommended on there are pretty, pretty awesome. Um, but, uh, you know, definitely with time, like, pick something that is very interesting, you know, and start off the conversation there, you know, something that, that, you know, start the icebreaker there, because I know with Scorpio, they don't like to deal with artifice. They don't like to deal with, you know, the artifice of having to say hello and how are you, that there's inner things that could be hidden with that. And I feel like people are feeling that right now as well, hence why they're just invading space or they're doing something to try to break the ice in order to initiate any sort of conversation. But I think, you know, um, while some signs like Pisces or Gemini might be okay with the invading of the space, there are other signs like Leo, yours truly, or Aries, or even like Libra. They're not going to take to that very well. And, um, you know, it might be better off to like I said, start off like with a, a, you know, like, did you know sort of a conversation if you, if need be, I think that that would be better. It would still be very bold, um, still be very courageous, but not so brash to where you're almost causing negative attention, negative press and people to focus on you negatively when it comes to first impressions. This is especially, I think, very um, important in this season, especially if you are dating at this time, Um, to start off a date with invading somebody's space. That's going to look creepy. I don't know about you, but that's very creepy when somebody does that and annoying. Um, And also to just not say hello and expect people to kind of notice you, pay attention to you and say hello to you. Um, That also backfires. It's passive aggression. Um, you know, again, just kind of breaking the ice a little bit, and really maybe starting off a formal conversation that way would be your best option at this time. Uh, within relationships, I think um, there's going to be bold and brash. I think you know, really kind of goes that saying with intimacy and getting deeper. That bolder topics and maybe even brasher topics are going to be discussed this season um, under Scorpio season. But again, you know, um, I always just say, take it with um, a sense of what can we learn from this? How can we, again, transform, you know, such as with my revelation, how can I transform? I'm starting the process of um, maybe I'm underestimating myself with this position, or maybe I'm underestimating myself when it comes to loyalty with this company and really starting to take um, issues or starting to really take charge of my own life and take matters into my own hands. Um I'm hoping that with the company, I'll turn around. I'm hoping that my boss will finally leave me alone. But we can't always, you know, wait out in vain for that as well. So I think, you know, with anything that seems kind of, you know, are kind of like rough during the season. Again, take it in a in a vein of how to transform. And again, big time with the relationships, how to transform the relationship to where it can be a better, healthier relationship as well. Now, as we uh, dealt with kind of the generals and some of the positives of Scorpio season, um, there are also the shadow sides of Scorpio season. I think that's with every season in general. For Scorpio, um, so talking about eighth house themes, which um, again, Scorpio rules the eighth house, um, obsession can become a big shadow side of this season. And I think I already addressed it a little bit with the um, sense of probing the truth where somebody is kind of getting up, you know, like um, within the relationship that I was in, um, the guy that I was seeing at the time claimed that he was becoming almost obsessed with me. And that's why he was probing the, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? What are you thinking? But obsession, I feel, you know, I think we've all been there. And I feel the best way to contradict, you know, obsession really only pigeonholes you as the obsessor, as well as it tries to box in the object of affection. You know, it boxes that person in and controls that person to where they don't really have much of a life of their own. I think that the obsessor in this case needs to recognize what they're doing. They need to step back from their obsession from the person. You know, it's it's good to admire somebody. Um, I came to this theme last year as well uh, when it came to Mr. BB, but... um you know, it's nice to be attracted to somebody, but when you're kind of flat out obsessed when it comes to their life, when you're flat out obsessed, when it comes to trying to just like control and pigeonhole their every move, you're pigeonholing your own life by not living it. Um, You're also pigeonholing your own independence by not fully embracing it. And I think furthermore, you know, you're you're doing a lot of injustice. You know, when you step back and you take a look at what you're wishing, you're taking a look at your wishes, your desires, and also what you're doing in the relationship, you're basically caging a person in. And I don't know about you, but I don't ever want to be accused of pigeonholing or caging somebody in their own life. So what I would recommend in order to counter obsession Make sure that you have a lot of good goals and good hobbies and other things to kind of preoccupy your mind with so that you're not being preoccupied with your relationship and becoming therefore obsessed as well. I think also underneath obsession in my notes, I'd actually mentioned to ground the relationship a little bit more as well too. And I think again, you know, um, finding your sense of independence um, outside the relationship and really focusing on things that are really very productive for you would be a, a good place to go. Also, kind of what I've been feeling at work, high octane emotions is also the other shadow side. Unfortunately, with Scorpio being a water sign, feeling very heavily, um, those emotions get to be a little bit of, of a high tenor. And sometimes the emotional range or the emotions right now are at a high octane level during Scorpio season in the relationship. So again, being able to not take things too personally and also maybe being able to express boundaries as well too. Again, we'd mentioned that boundaries is a key theme in Scorpio season. Um, You know, maybe if, um, something's not working right to just say, no, this isn't working and really, um, opening that discussion, especially if you're feeling very intensely about it, really opening up that discussion. Um, open, I would just say, first off, open up the discussion when you've cooled off, um, open up the discussion when you're feeling a lot calmer, um, not when you're feeling those high octane emotions. And then, um, you know, really kind of, figure, you know, like really piece it together when it comes to the relationship as well. Well, Stargazers, I'm hoping, even though this is a very short and sweet episode, I'm hoping that's informative, especially for this wonderful Scorpio season that's beginning. Um, above all, Mars, as I mentioned earlier, did go into retrograde as of today. So definitely check out my episode on Mars retrograde. One thing that I forgot to mention in that episode, if you are feeling things intensely, so being in Scorpio season where we have high, oct- high octane emotions, plus Mars retrograde and the rage that it's producing within us, um, if you're feeling that and that's bubbling over, definitely get, this is a good season right now and good time to really get active. I've been finding that five rhythms dance is really like super duper awesome right now. It's basically like dancing how you feel, moving with the emotions, and it just kind of gets it out for me. Um, but you know, if you've had your eye on that yoga class or you've had your eye on that HIT um, class, that HIT workout class, definitely take it and definitely. Work out the stressors uh, with that in mind. The more that you can get your body moving, I think the better um, that that will be for you during the season, or during this this phase, this this time too, with Mars retrograde. But above all, stargazers, do not be afraid to look up at the stars. It nothing. If nothing else, it gives us a nice little pause. But also, we're dealing with a full waxing moon, or not full, um, a new waxing moon which is always very lovely to look at as well. And then, of course, we look at the origins of astrology as we look up at the stars and the constellations that uh, form our zodiacal wheel. But above all, stargazers, between now and next week, please, 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 with Mars retrograde, please be safe, especially if you're behind the wheel, please be safe. And above all, be well. And until then, stargazers, I will see you next week. If you have any further questions or comments for Sandra Misek, you can contact her at either Misek, M-I-S-E-K dot Sandra at com, or at her Instagram page at Sandra dot Misek, Again, that's M-I-S-E-K. You can also, for as little as $5 a month, join her Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Seventh House Astrology. The nice benefit of becoming a member is that you'll get a free astrology reading. For more details, visit patreon.com forward slash 7th House Astrology.